everyone, Alex here. Today I'm excited to introduce a new side project I am working on called Terror Talks, where I discuss all things scary movies with other content creators. For my very first interview, I sat down with Alex Mode and Evan Runkle, writer and director duo of the upcoming Field of Screams film. This movie is a story about love, loss, and killer scarecrows. We discuss their history with horror films and all the exciting things they have coming up with the Field of Screams movie. Without further ado, let's jump into the interview. So to kick it off, I just was kind of curious, how did you get into the horror genre? Yeah, so for me, um, I've always just loved movies in general. Um, and then when I was entering about my, my teen years, a family friend introduced me to some uh, Iowa folks. Uh, originally, I'm from Iowa. Um, that made kind of 80s-inspired gore flicks, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of really got me going in the horror genre in general. Um, loved kind of the DIY thing of it all, just big buckets of fake blood, film equipment made out of PVC, all that good stuff. Um, and it, it really feels like a genre where maybe sometimes people should say no, but no one ever does. So you just... Uh, do your best, and I, I admire that about it. Um, I, I came into it a little bit differently in that my parents really don't like horror movies, um, especially my mom. So, like, I didn't watch any horror movies growing up. And so, like, once I was a teenager and I'd be, like, homesick from school or whatever, like, as a little piece of rebellion, I'd, like, turn on whatever horror movie was on like stars on demand. Um, and I just love it. Uh, I, I think I just liked how different it was um, at the time. And then it's kind of a genre where like there, there like there's conventions and there are tropes, but it's, it's really easy to always find something different. And that's just something I've always loved about it. Was there like one movie that you remember standing out that got you kind of really invested in horror or was it just a bunch of different kinds of movies? Uh, for me, it was Let Me In and Let the Right One In. I don't even remember which one I watched first, <laughs> um, but those were actually, I actually ended up watching those like around the same time. And I thought it was, I just thought they were really cool. I thought it was like a really cool way to tackle like vampires that I hadn't really seen before. I love vampires. I've always loved vampires. Um, and orphan was another one. And I blame orphan for my obsession with twist endings. Um, <laughs> Cause like really early on, I was like, I didn't see that coming. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. I have a interesting story about let the right one in. I have a friend who hates horror scared of everything, but he absolutely loves uh, well, it's actually the American one. Let me in. Absolutely loves it. It's just so strange that that one movie. Yeah, it's I, I feel like it's a good it's a good like intro to horror or like, yeah, like a good soft, soft horror, because like when it when it comes down to it, it's very much like a, a story about two people. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah, I think kind of some of the earliest ones that I would watch because of my age were a lot of the late 90s, early 2000s, really cheesy ones um, that for me showed up a few years later on TV and just kind of really hit me in the in the right spot to be watching them. Um, 
lot of fun. I, I like a lot of goofy things and they definitely uh, filled that void. You're like Freddy versus Jason, the 2009 <laughs> um, Jason uh, movie, the Friday the 13th remake. Uh, 13 Ghosts is a is a favorite of mine. I had to listen to the episode you guys did on it just because I was like, ah, oh, heck, I love this movie. Um, a lot of stuff like that. And then, then I just kind of got into, I don't want to say better ones, but ones <laughs> that, uh, that people like a little more, I should say. Yeah, it's you hit that point of cheesiness where it just becomes really lovable and fun to watch you know if it's just like a little cheesy it's like well that's not great but if you get to that point it's like this is a fun movie to watch so i definitely agree with the 13 ghosts yeah and there was all that like action horror that was big in like the mid 2000s (laughs) yeah like van helsing all the underworlds resident evil all that stuff was my jam for sure so i do have to ask that question what is your favorite horror movie and why hmm do you want to go? You want me to go? Yeah, I can go. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pick one, as I'm sure everyone always says. <laughs> um, and it definitely could change by the day. Um, I kind of have a have a twofer of The Strangers and Trick or Treat. They're probably my go-to. We definitely got a little inspiration for our movie's uh, mask design off of both of those movies um while always having to be sure that we're not ripping them off exactly yeah. for for the mask we're like oh these masks are so good <laughs> as far as the strangers go i'm scared every time there's just the guy in the background and the movie does not acknowledge it it freaks me out mm-hmm. uh trick or treat that little guy's just so lovable uh yeah so those are probably my top two for sure um i think mandy probably wins is my favorite it's so weird like i was saying earlier like what first drew me to horror was like how different it was and so i i always love finding horror that surprises me and mandy is so surprising at every turn like with every decision and it's never not held up on a rewatch like um stuff like hereditary i've watched like i loved it in theaters and i still really love it but just on the rewatch, I, I wasn't as in love with it, but Mandy has held up like all six, seven times that I've watched it. And it's just, it's beautiful and it's weird and it's like psychedelic and it's got, it puts some animation in and it's like, I don't know. It, it's just, it, it kind of, it fills a void, I think. I'm actually not familiar with that one. Would you mind Give me a little. Oh. Inform- yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure about that one. So yeah, so uh, that one stars Nicolas Cage, and I do need to look it up because I always mix up two Greek filmmakers. Uh, Panos Cosmatos is the director. Um, his other stuff is uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, um, but it's this movie about um, this couple that are living out like in the woods and they like run a gas station and in their free time, they just like draw and read poetry and like think about nature and the universe. And they're just madly in love off the grid hippie couple. And then this cult comes across them and the cult leader falls in love with Mandy. 
who is Nicolas Cage's partner. Um, and so then that causes some problems and I would to, to not like spoil anything, but like, that's kind of the main, uh, jumping off point for the plot. Um, and you kind of get to watch Nicolas Cage lose his mind for just an entire movie. And it's absolutely incredible. Big part of that one's the visuals too. Um, it kind of feels like the side of an eighties van come to life is okay. I always give to recommend it. All right. I'm definitely interested now. I I feel like I have to watch this movie. I'm also doing another project where I'm like collecting DVDs of people's favorite horror movies. So maybe if I buy that one, I'll, I'll give it a watch and then I'll uh, let you know what I think of it. Oh, please do. Yeah. What are some of your like favorite and like least favorite aspects of the horror genre, if you have any? Yeah, I think a big one for me, I, I touched on a little bit earlier. Um, I picked up from the the indie horror world where it's just kind of you can do so much and be transgressive, be goofy, be different, which Alex enjoys a lot, um, as she was saying. And it's just all okay. And it's all under the umbrella of horror. And you can have just the craziest plot. And people are like, yeah, it's just this horror movie. It's, yeah, that's what they do. Um, it also is has a pretty, pretty good uh, entry for that reason, too. Like, quality is something that's not as necessarily important. And as long as, you know, you feel that the heart's there, I never mind that um, myself. So... There's there's just a lot to like there as far as production and and uh, themes kind of go. Yeah, I definitely my favorite thing is um, I really like how horror can explore like such difficult dark stuff, as evidenced by <laughs> my favorite horror movies that I've talked about, like. <laughs> let me in and let the right one in and orphan and Mandy. Like it's, it's a genre that like very often tackles trauma, like Buffy, the vampire slayer also like tackles so many different subjects. Um, I just, I just think it when done right, it does it really beautifully and really genuinely and in a way that's really impactful and in a way that's like oftentimes very fun to experience Um, But like the flip side of that is my least favorite part is that when it's not done right, you're just left with this really icky, gross feeling. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I hate that. (laughs) I wish I didn't watch that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, just just to say my least favorite, because I totally forgot to add that part. Um, It it can end up uh, feeling a little cringy sometimes when done poorly. And you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're just uh, you're just in it for the shock. And while. Well, it's fun to be be transgressive, be a little punk rock. Um, a, a lot of times, you're like, "Okay, I get it." Like, can we can we stop? <laughs> exactly. There's like that weird fine line between like enough to get you know really delve into these topics, but like there you can also overshoot that line where it's just mm-hmm. tasteless. And mm-hmm. it, it's I think there's a, a lot of talent that goes into like getting right in that sweet spot. So I, I definitely agree with those points. It's just trying to find that that middle ground. Yeah. Are there any like subgenres or tropes of horror that you like or like really try to seek out when you're watching a movie? I really like occult horror and like psychedelic horror. 
but then like on a totally different note i really love sci-fi horror like alien is also up there as like one of my favorite movies um but like just uh just like a lot of horror that explores the the world as it is through ways in which like the world is not like if magic were real or like crazy trippy dream sequences or what if there was this like alien on a spaceship what would happen um but yeah like i i just really love the i love the aesthetics of psychedelic horror and the aesthetics of occult horror and like the monster design of sci-fi horror is always really great to watch yeah, I, I have to echo a lot of that, that a lot of the the tropes that I enjoy are in stuff like psychedelic horror, cosmic horror, where just the visuals get to go wild. Um, and then there's stuff like Giallo, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, where's where's all this red and green coming from? <laughs> it's like, no one's asking, no one cares. You know, Just soak it in, it's beautiful. Uh, so I like a lot of that sort of thing. So kind of moving into your own movie, Field of Screams, could you give us a brief synopsis of what your film's about? Yeah, so Field of Screams follows a group of friends who come across a group of killer scarecrows. Um, After the death of his grandfather, Alan Crow, our main character, uh, brings his friends to his late grandfather's farm um, so they can all clean it up before, like, basically an estate sale. Um... During this, they discover Alistair left behind something a little more sinister than old records and family photos. And I don't know why I would be so cryptic about that when I already said killer scarecrows. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's uh, it's like a rural horror movie. It's an occult horror movie. It's a bit of a horror comedy. Nice. It's a delightful little mishmash of subgenres. That's awesome. It sounds very interesting. I know you kind of already mentioned the mask design was inspired by Trick or Treat and The Strangers, but what were some of your other inspirations for the film? Yeah, so we've not had a lot of uh, visuals to show yet um, because we're shooting this upcoming summer here. um, So we're kind of in the middle of pre-pro. But a lot of the stuff that kind of visually that we're going for... um, we're drawing a lot off of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, and just kind of also home movies that would be done on like Super 8, that sort of thing. Not to the extent that either uh, visually look, but just given little hints and touches, um, trying to feed into a lot of the nostalgia vibes that we're leaning into. Yeah. Um, I'd we, say like story-wise, we definitely yeah. took a lot of nods from just like, teen slashers like we're both big like scream fans and uh friday the 13th and so just like whenever we're we were writing it and we were like okay well where do we go from here we're like okay well what uh, what what would our favorite teen slasher do (laughs) like yeah we just got to figure out how to get from one death to another and it will be great we'll be golden Mm -hmm. So does your story have like a big group of characters that are kind of dealing with the story? Yes. Yeah. So um, we have our kind of core cast, as I've been calling them. Um, So we have Alan and then his boyfriend, Justin, um, and then their friends, 
um, I don't know why I'm blanking on these characters' names. Uh, Luke, Lisa, Shane, and Britt. Um, and they all, you know, kind of come together in this house and they're all dealing with different personal issues like Justin and Alan kind of not really feeling the same way about this old farmhouse. Um, Luke and Justin not feeling the same way about, you know, not, not, you know, kind of bumping, bumping up against each other. Um, Brit and Shane just kind of wanting to like party and not really help or <laughs> do anything constructive. And then Lisa kind of just trying to keep the peace. And then the scarecrows come in and it's kind of like, Oh God, what do we do? <laughs> Everything else gets pushed to the side and it's like, okay, how do we deal with this? Mm -hmm. Lisa is a, a, a witch. So a fun part of the story is watching her get to kind of figure out what's going on with the scarecrows and figure out kind of how to defeat them and deal with them in like a, a, a more magical way than just, Hey, what if we hit them a bunch of times? That's really cool. That's really cool. Do you kind of delve into her background a little bit in the story without giving too much away? Yeah. So I'd say as, as a witch, she's kind of new age style, like, like a yes. crystal shop kind of witch burning sage at your house kind of deal. Okay. Uh, like, like that friend in high school kind of witch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, in this story, it turns out magic's real. So those, those skills are going to come in hand. <laughs> hey, perfect. Yeah, she, she definitely has kind of an eclectic set of skills when it comes to magic, kind of in a, in a nod to the neo-paganism that we're both familiar with, where people are just kind of like, Oh, this is a fun thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look into that. I'll get into that. Oh, this is a fun thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. So from my understanding, you both wrote the script for this movie. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? I'm kind of curious what your creative process is when you write the script and like, what are some of your favorite parts of that process? Yeah, so a lot of our influences are oddly uh, writer-director teams. Um Growing up, that that group that I worked with in Iowa, uh, Prescribed Films is is their name. Um, that's run by two guys that do all the writing and directing together. They're, they're best friends, that sort of deal. Um, and then the guys that wrote A Quiet Place and then went on to make Haunt, 65. Um, they are also from Iowa. Oh, wow. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So we kind of followed their career a lot as they were going, just because we're like, hey, people from the home state doing it. Um, they're also like two best friends who grew up doing it together, um, writing, directing. And Alex and I were engaged to be married, which is like, uh, like your best friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so we kind of listened to to what these these two pairs did and and try to try to emulate them. It's a lot of uh, agreeing on a structure and then kind of going back and forth. Um, and then when you get a draft, you just kind of even out the voice and tone of it and you you draft again. Yeah, that was a that was a big thing early on in the process because we've been working on this script for about four years, um, and I I would say it was definitely like an idea that Evan had that I started helping out with, and then it kind of grew into both of ours um, as a story. But like that was a big thing. Once we had it finished, 
having to go back through and kind of match tone and mm-hmm. uh, make sure it reads as though like uh, one voice is telling you this story and making sure all the characters sound pretty consistent throughout. Um, and that was, that was really fun. And that was very new for me because I don't collaborate a lot. Um, I'm notoriously bad at it. So <laughs> that's fair. Um, that's definitely fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like I, I've been writing like forever and uh, I learned in college and high school that I, I have a, a problem with taking and giving constructive criticism. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that came out of this process was like really understanding how to give and take constructive criticism and how to actually work with someone instead of just being, well, this is my idea and I like it. So I don't know why we're having this conversation right now. <laughs> yeah. You get, you know, you get those good perspectives from other people. Yes. So yeah. I, de- I definitely understand the, uh, like, this is my baby. Don't change anything kind of, yes. <laughs> kind of sentiment. Yes. We had, we had a lot of things like that. And I think we both ended up killing a few darlings through the, <laughs> through the editing process. It always hurts. It always yeah. hurts. How many drafts would you say you went through by the time oh, you were God. done? Uh, at least 10, 12, yeah. at least. I, um, I would say major drafts, because I, I would say there's some pretty major drafts that like it went through. I'd say there are at least like four or five of those. and then, That's like, what I would say. There's probably five like minor periods that were us just going back through and having to like switch this or switch that or change a couple things or we wanted to add in a scene here. There was a good like, I think six months to a year where we just didn't touch it at all mm-hmm. because there was one scene that we could not agree on and would like end in a screaming match. Cause we like just could not come to like a, a decision on it. Um, and then, yeah. And then we finally got somewhere with that, but yeah, like I'd say five big drafts where like major changes happen. One of which was like months ago. Oh, like, really? As recent as like, yeah, this past spring we're like, yeah, right before pre-production, uh, we made some character changes. So it worked out we hadn't cast yet. Yeah. Uh, but that was like, <laughs> oh, this these folks are very different now. So yeah, let's, we kind of have look to. Elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's always one of those things that's like, the more you think about it, you always come up with a different idea. Like, oh, crap, maybe I should change that really yeah. fast. So It's a fun thing that I've been doing late at night when I'm trying to sleep, where I start picking apart what I think could be like, plot holes Mm -hmm. i'm like oh wait man i maybe this doesn't work what if we did this instead and at this point it's a little too late to completely like restructure the script Mm -hmm. so i always like come to evan with it i'm like oh god i was just thinking about this he's like doesn't matter we're not changing that doesn't matter don't think about it well, it's a, it's a lot of like, well, because of this earlier and she'll be like, oh, yeah. So it's <laughs> that's true, it's that's had true. time to time to be thought out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it was because of COVID was why we were able to get so many drafts done mm-hmm. and weren't really able to uh, to get started on filming until um, this uh, this upcoming summer really is when we're getting started. And that's after us relocating from Iowa to Colorado and getting kind of into their filmmaking scene has made this feel very possible. Um, when we've just kind of crewed on features and made shorts before, 
this we're like okay we we can actually put a crew together and like there's a support structure here we can do this here yeah how big is your crew if you don't mind me asking yeah so i know we've kind of left it up to a lot of the the crew heads to get some of their helpers together um we have a fantastic audio engineer that's gonna handle both like the onset sound and do a mix at the end yeah uh luke uh, williams luke williams yeah who does a he does a great um Audio. Yeah. Yeah, he does kind of like a radio show podcast uh, oh, okay. called Tattered Tales. Um, he also just is a total pro and yeah. does all kinds of audio stuff. We're, we're definitely batting above our league there. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, we just announced our cinematographer. He's, he's a guy that's been doing photography for years and has slowly started getting into the cinematography game and he he just has such such beautiful pictures and now that he's doing video he's having such beautiful video he's getting a nice uh kit together um coincidentally in time for us to make our movie with yeah. it so it's going to be a lot of playing with a lot of new toys for him and for us yeah um and, and then we've got well a lot of this is because of our uh producer Calvin Shepard he's kind of the first filmmaking guy we met out here and he's been super instrumental in introducing us to to all these crew members. Uh, the majority of our cast we've met through him. Uh, he's he's really been he's been really hands on through it. Yeah, we've got got him. We've got Garrett, our cinematographer. We've got Luke. We've got um, we've got a gaffer that uh, he's he's done a lot of commercial work. Okay. Um, um, and then I can't looking... think of any specific commercials off the top of my head, unfortunately, but <laughs> but he's got a nice uh, lighting kit that he's bringing to the table, too. And then kind of just filling in past those big three people, like making sure they've got a few hands here and there. So we're probably going to be looking at a crew of like on set, like eight to ten people. Probably about. Eight yeah. To ten, yeah. Um, and what's nice is we're directing together, too. So. Um, our plan and something we've done when we've made short films is kind of split to our talents. So she's going to work with a lot of the, um, blocking of the actors, a lot of kind of directing their performances. I'm going to focus a little more on the technical stuff. Um, as of now, I'm also doing the effects makeup. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Yeah, if our if our Kickstarter does um, beyond its goal, though, uh, <laughs> we're gonna definitely have someone that's not me do the effects makeup because I'm all right, um, but only all right. <laughs> so it'd be it'd be cool to have someone that really yes. has a passion for it and knows what they're doing. That way, uh, we can maybe expand some of these scenes and show a little more than than what we have planned. Do you have any experience in makeup and visual effects like that already? Or is this kind of your first foray into that? Yeah, I've I've dabbled a bit uh, helping out friends on shorts a lot. Um, this is all skills that I picked up back in Iowa helping out uh, prescribed films because they're, they're huge effects heads. Like one of them went to the same film school that Romero went to for a bit, if I remember right. Cause he's like, man, I want to learn all this stuff. And he specialized there in uh, the special effects, that sort of thing. He's always got Tom Savini's book right next to him, all dog-eared and all that kind of stuff. So 
I learned stuff from him to help out and then have done little bits on my own. Um, not a full feature, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we're, we're writing to the things that I know how to do also. Yeah, very yeah that we're works writing, out. We're writing to our strengths. Yeah. That's, hey, that's a good, that's a good plan, honestly. So <laughs> I know you're not, you haven't started the filming process, but are there any other trials and tribulations outside of the writing process that you face so far in this project? Um, I know for me, so the, the biggest thing with this so far has been like, like the the technical side of stuff the business side of stuff um like through calvin our producer like he's made a feature before and he passed on a lot of wisdom and was like hey i don't want you guys to make the same mistakes i did um and so part of that was like setting up us an llc for the movie to keep all the funds in one place and with that you got to register for an llc you got to have a bank account you got to find someone who's going to help you with taxes for a business. You got to, then you got to get contracts figured out for like your actors and your crew. Um, and then running a Kickstarter is a, a hell of a task and figuring out, you know, how do you budget for everything and what are good, uh, what are good prices for each tier and like, what's going to entice people to pledge at this tier, or pledge at that tier. Um, and that's not something either of us had ever done before. Um, and I took on a lot of that just because I, I don't know why I took on a lot of that. <laughs> just because I wanted to, I think. I was like, yeah, I don't know. This can't be like that hard. Let me figure it out. And I would just get deeper and deeper into it. And Evan would be over here like, do you, you want some help with that? I'm like, I got like six different rabbit holes of information already like i i'd have to catch you up and i'm just i'm just gonna power through it but i think like that's been the biggest thing is just like understanding the business side of it because we've, we've got the creative side of it down like we know how to you know work with actors we know how to be on set we know how to like shot list and everything um we're just doing it to a bigger scale this time but we i have never registered an LLC. I've never submitted anything for copyright. I, it's So like figuring out all the legal business stuff has been crazy. Yeah, I'll say though, uh, to brag about how she's been doing, um, she has been killing it. Um, to the point that like she's been telling all this to me and then we've been talking to our producer and both myself and him have just been blown away at what she has figured out. She like boiled down uh, tens of Kickstarters to what made them work and, uh, you know, how how that's similar to our thing, how it's different. Uh, she's figured out the business laws of Colorado. <laughs> she's figured <laughs> out, like, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, what? where did you pick up the vine for this? She's like, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so I, I know she can't really brag about how good she's been doing at it, but, like, dang, I've been super impressed with this. That's awesome. I might uh, have to reach out to help with the business side with me because like me and Stephanie, like we're like, what are we doing? Like we could do all the creative stuff, but outside yes. of that, we're like, what's hey, going on? Go for it. My door is open. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have like one piece of advice that you've learned, you know, even outside of this project with your experience to, that you would pass on to another filmmaker? 
Yeah, I would say the biggest uh, takeaway from this whole process um, that's made it different from a lot of the short films we've done is uh, just getting a heck of a good crew and team behind you. Yeah. Um, making them believe in it, uh, making them believe in you, um, believing in themselves. Because um, a lot of times making short films, it's us two, we're the crew, sometimes we're the cast. Um, at most, we could teach our friends how to do things in a day. I know there's a few people back in Iowa that randomly know sound equipment, um, which doesn't help them at all, but it helped me <laughs> a few different times. Um, so, so the crew is super important. Like, I, I would have been tempted to give up a long time ago without them involved. Yeah. Between, yeah, like all the crew that we mentioned earlier, um, getting our cast together. We've got some really talented people already announced. There's a few more left to announce, just a handful. Um, and they're, they're just all so great. Uh, yeah. We've only really worked with uh, one so far. Um, our scarecrow, Billy, um, who's uh, played by Randy. He's a model, dancer, actor out of Denver. And that was the easiest directing I ever had to do in my life. Like, I gave him a small note um, for the photo shoot and video shoot. And he just took it and ran with it. Um, he's he's going to be the next Doug Jones, I swear. Like, he's, <laughs> he's so good. That's awesome. Very good. Yeah, to kind of build off of that, like, advice wise like i filmmaking is not a place for lone wolves like you can do you can do it yourself i when i started film school i didn't really like know a lot of people and i was and never done film stuff before so i was just kind of doing it on my own and figuring stuff out and making weird little short films um but it is so much easier and i would say always better when you're able to have that community behind you um because it, it is an art form that is like at the base level a group project it kind of requires teamwork it requires collaboration and so like like em embrace whatever community you have if you don't have a community start a community like build it like if, if this is something you want to do like it'll be better if you don't do it by yourself um like evan said like everybody we've got on board so far is just so committed to making this something awesome and something amazing um and without all of those people involved and without all of those people like giving their enthusiasm on top of just like the skills that you're hiring them for. Um, it'd be a lot harder. It'd be a way harder process. Yeah, definitely. I made that mistake trying to shoot a feature length film in my senior year of college with a friend and uh, that crumbled very, very quickly. So I, I definitely <laughs> commend you for uh, getting a, a crew, a dedicated crew to work on this. That's, that's really awesome. Denver has a shockingly good uh, community and yeah. we had no idea moving out here. Uh, we just were like, Hey, um, we don't super want to stay in Iowa. Um, Colorado is the only other place I super knew cause I have family here. Okay. So I was like, let's go there. Yeah. Um, and wow. Yeah. Like it's, it's paid off here. Like, yeah, we met, the, like you were saying, we met Calvin and he was plugged into this whole, just like, 
underground community that we had no idea was here. And it's not because it's like, oh, it's shocking that there's talent out here because why would anyone out here be talented? It's shocking because <laughs> no one's talking about it. I'm just like, I, I had no idea. I had no idea there were so many like crazy talented people out here. Yeah, I know uh, Calvin refers to it as uh, Holly Ratto. Holly Ratto. And I think he's hoping it catches on. And so I'm going to plug it every time I can. I specifically didn't say it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll spread the word. I'll tell my friends Holly Ratto. Thank you. Yeah, Holly Ratto's where it's at. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, I know we mentioned your Kickstarter. Did you want to talk about that at all? Yes. Yeah. So. We actually, um, at the time of recording, we pretty recently announced on our Instagram um, our start date and kind of announced the Kickstarter, uh, which we've been teasing for a little bit. Um, but our Kickstarter will be running October 1st to November 5th. Um, we are we have a goal of $7,000. Um, about 80% of that is just cast and crew. That, that is where that money is going, making sure the amazing people that we have on the project are getting paid for their time. Um, that other 20% is Kickstarter fees and then like the fees associated with um, fulfilling pledge rewards. Um, we've got some really cool stuff. Uh, we've got a t-shirt, like a limited edition Field of Screams t-shirt. We've got two really great like original pieces of art for like posters um, that we'll be offering at different tiers. Um, and then at some higher levels, we've got really cool stuff. Like you can get a prop from set. You can send your photo to us and we'll put your photo in the movie. Um, you can be a producer on the movie at certain levels. Um, so just really cool stuff like that. Um, we are already thinking about stretch goals because I mean, enthusiasm and creativity is great, but like money is what makes the movie. So like we're already looking to like, what are we going to do with 8,000? What are we going to do with 9,000, 10,000? And like what it really boils down to is what we're going to do is make sure everyone's getting paid and make sure we can get people who are even more talented than we are at specific things like special effects. We can pay them to come on and make the movie like even better even cooler. We can get a composer to come on and make it sound even better than we'd be able to make it. So yeah, we're really excited at the, like I said, at the time of recording, we're a couple weeks out, but October 1st is when it's starting and we're really just trying to like get people excited, get people involved. I When this episode drops, things might have changed, but like we are in the middle of two different entertainment strikes. There's not a lot of media being made right now. And since we're like a totally independent production, that isn't an obstacle that we have. So if you care about movies, you care about independent movies, um, you want to see stuff coming out um, after this kind of dry period, because <laughs> even after the strikes end, like you still got to take time to make stuff. This is something that'll be coming out. This is something that'll be getting made. And people can totally be a part of that. Like even $5, $10 totally helps. And you've helped make a movie. All those tiers sound really cool. So I'm excited oh, to check you. it out. <laughs> I'm definitely excited to check it out when it drops. So anyone listening, definitely go check out their Kickstarter. So is there anything else we didn't really get to discuss that you wanted to? 
Um, not that I can think of. I, I really wanted to, to stress the crew uh, just because mm-hmm. they, they've been so good and deserve millions of shout outs. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to highlight all the work Alex has been doing over here as far as business goes, because uh, I'd be a mess. I, w- I would be in prison or something for some kind of financial thing by now, because I don't know what I'm doing, and she's got it. Uh, it yeah, happens. You know, it happens. Learn your local laws. That's, that's another big piece of advice. Learn yeah, your right. local laws. Another thing was just that Colorado's up and coming, so, yeah. so be watching for it. There's... So many talented people here and working our movies, just the beginning for them. Yeah. Colorado? Is that what it's called? Holly Rado. Holly Rado. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I I heard that a ton of sense. Well, you know, it's like like Hollywood, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I gotcha. gotcha. I'll spread the word. Well, I definitely want to thank you guys for spending some time with me and learning about your past and, and your love of horror and your movie. I'm super excited to see where this process takes you and excited to see the updates as your journey continues. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on. Thank you all for listening. And I would like to thank Alex and Evan again for their time. Be sure to follow Field of Screams on social media and check out their Kickstarter. This has been Terra Talks with 13 Degrees of Scream podcast, and I will see you next time.